You're listening to College Fit Crash Course, a place to discuss everything and anything you want to know about college admissions. What do I do about college and COVID? I need financial aid assistance. How do I write my college essays? Student debt is a national license. Can I go to college? everyone. Welcome to our first episode of the College Fit Crash Course. My name is Bridget. I am a mentor with College Fit, and I'm going to be hosting some of these podcasts. I am a rising sophomore at Tulane University, and I'm really excited to get started. Today, we're just going to be introducing our organization as a whole, and we're going to be talking about our mentor process. So we are so excited to actually have Tara, who's the president of College Fit, here to talk to us today. And she's going to tell us a little about the organization as a whole and herself, and then we'll move into talking about the mentor process. So Tara, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm so excited to be here today. My name is Tara Norred. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I am a junior at Tulane University and the founder and president of College Fit. Can you tell us about the mission of College Fit? Yeah, so College Fit began about a year ago as an idea that I had through a social entrepreneurship class at Tulane. And basically, the idea was to create an organization that allowed under-resourced students to hear from mentors that were currently in college and receive more authentic expertise and help and advice throughout the college admissions process. I applied for a Changemaker Award at Tulane, and I received it, and that's through the Taylor Center for Social Innovation and Design Thinking, and it was basically a grant that funded the entire project from the start, and through that, I was able to get 501c3 status, establish a board of directors, and a website, and from there, College Fit basically blossomed into what it is today. So you mentioned you had a social justice class. Can you talk a little bit more about that and like the inspiration that you had to start the organization? Yeah, so social entrepreneurship is basically the idea that organizations should have a social justice angle or at least um, fight for social justice causes. I learned a lot about other social entrepreneurs and I was really inspired by their work. And I was also thinking a lot about college admissions at the time and how competitive it was becoming And frankly, how many people were under-resourced and even students who had resources weren't really being served in the best ways. And so from there, I was able to talk to the professor who worked at the Taylor Center at Tulane and apply for the grant and get it started. I think that's great. I know that the college admissions process was so stressful for me, and I think that this program has been really helpful for at least my mentee, and I think it's going to be a great organization in the future. On that note, Tara, can you tell us exactly the everyday working of College Fit? Like, what do people do in the organization on a daily basis? Yeah, so at the core of our organization is our mentorship process. So we basically match underrepresented or under-resourced students in high school with college mentors. So their mentorship relationship can look like anything from meeting via Zoom or FaceTime to talk about essays, um, talking about the college transition and the best ways to get involved in your college. It can look like helping with financial aid advice or just really the mentor talking about what their college experience looks like. So overall, what we wanted to emphasize in the day-to-day operation of College Fit is relationship building with students that allows the students to feel empowered to make their own choices about college instead of the mentors or us as the organization sort of doing all of the work for them. And that's the difference I see between our organization and other similar organizations. 
especially since similar organizations will charge $1,000 for essay editing, and that's really not serving under-resourced students or students who can afford it because it's teaching students who can afford that kind of help that college is something to be idolized or something that they need $1,000 worth of help on when really college essays should be about your authentic voice and your story. But for me as the president in the day-to-day running of College Fit, sometimes I'm having a meeting with a local organization we want to partner with. Sometimes I'm working on the website or working on marketing or going out to local college fairs. But at the core of it, as I said, it's really the mentorship process and finding as many students as possible and matching them with our mentors. I know in my time with College Fit, we've also done a good amount of community outreach and some panels and things like that. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Yeah, that's one of my favorite parts of College Fit is our community outreach program. So we have a wonderful chair um, who runs all of those programs for us and really helps match us with community partners. For the past year, we've been really focused on New Orleans and just reaching out to New Orleans youth. New Orleans as a whole is really unique in terms of education because every single school, at least public school, is a charter school. So because of that landscape, there's been a lot of growth in terms of social organizations, working with high school students, um, tutoring programs, everything in sort of that area. So we partner with a lot of those organizations, specifically Carver High School and Upward Bound Tutoring. We've done student panels with them. We've matched a lot of mentees who are either Carver students or Upward Bound students. And that's really, I think, one of the most authentic ways that I like to reach out to students is just meeting them through organizations in New Orleans and meeting them locally. Definitely enjoyed um, our panel with Cordbound, especially. I liked that a lot. And also for any listeners who don't know, Tulane University is located in the middle of New Orleans. So being able to reach out to the community right around us is something that I at least really value. Definitely. How do you feel like college fits everyday life is going to change and our mentorship process is going to change with the COVID pandemic? Great question. So COVID has definitely shaped and changed the way we think about higher education, and a lot of that is still up in the air. We don't know how college as a whole or higher education is going to have to adapt to fit this kind of new world we're living in, but I do know that it's causing a lot of stress and anxiety for students applying to college right now. So I think the best we can do in the short term is just emphasize once again the relationship building and allow students to really hear authentically from their mentors how college is different, tips for adapting to it, and maintaining grades and a social life while also feeling connected to college and just keeping mental and physical health at the forefront of that. I think long-term, it's gonna depend on what sort of changes happen systemically to our education system, but I think College Fit definitely is an important service provider for students no matter what. So even when college is going to change and the admissions process is going to look differently in a few years, I think the relationships and hearing from students um, one-on-one is going to be just as important. Awesome. And kind of on that future note, and my last question, what do you see for the future of College Fit? Do you see us expanding? What's your vision as the founder? That is a great question. So for now, in the next year, I see us focusing on New Orleans because it's such a unique educational landscape. And I definitely think that COVID is going to transform what education looks like in New Orleans. And a lot of students are still going to benefit from the authentic and relationship building mentorship that College Fit focuses on. 
But in the years after that, I really would like to expand throughout Louisiana and nationally while keeping our core model of relationship building and mentorship at the forefront of what we do. And I hope that we could inspire other organizations to do the same and really start a dialogue of what higher education is going to look like right now and what we need to prioritize as students and as educators and just as a community in terms of education and the way we think about college admissions. So possibly that means not idolizing it, but still viewing it as vital to society. And again, COVID's going to change all of that. But I really think that students like us at College Fit should be leading people in that discussion. Tara, thank you so much for telling us about the organization as a whole. Now we're actually going to transition into something that's really exciting for me. We have our actual first mentee from College Fit here to talk to us. So we're going to talk a little bit about the mentor process and what that looks like and about our mentee's experience in it. So Sydney, if you would like to introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Sydney. I will be a freshman at Brigham Young University in the fall of 2020. I use she, her pronouns. And I was a mentee of College Fit in the summer and fall of 2019 for about three months as I prepared to submit my application. Thank you so much, Sydney. And me and Tara have also mentored students. So when we have this whole discussion, I think all of us have some interesting perspectives to add in. So our first question for you guys is just generally, what does it look like to be a mentor or a mentee? So being a mentor at College Fit is a really unique experience. You are matched with your student based on similar interests and what you really want to focus on. So that can look like working together on essays to find that student's authentic voice and their specific story that they want to highlight in the admissions process. It can just look like relationship building and talking about what college is like. It can also look like talking about financial aid. So mentees and mentors set a schedule that is best for them and their unique time frame. And together, they just move through whatever topic that they've identified. And what's really important as the mentor is that the mentor empowers and inspires the mentee to sort of make decisions on their own rather than making those decisions or writing the essays or finding the voice for the student. Sydney, can you tell us your experience as a mentee, just kind of generally what that looks like? Definitely. So my mentor was Tara, and I really appreciated how flexible the process was. It included lots of emails, Zoom calls, texting, and really allowed me to explore the process with a guide who was willing to talk through things and discuss my goals uh, for what I wanted to get out of college. And I really appreciated all of the resources that were given to me um, in terms of essays and different activities and resources for planning for college. I really enjoyed how there was an emphasis on what my priorities were for college and ensuring that my college list and my application reflected that and it didn't reflect, you know, standards that had been set forward by anybody else, but things that I really wanted to pursue and prioritize. I'll say on my side, my mentorship was really essay focused. My student that I mentored really excelled in STEM. He had great test scores. He had great stats, but his voice and that um, literary writing was a little bit of a struggle for him. So we spent most of our time working on making sure that his voice is being heard in a way that um, was academically conveyed, if that makes sense. He and I worked on his 
essays for the Common App and then his supplemental essays. And yeah, I just spent a lot of time on that. So it was um, my experience. On that same note, can y'all tell me any specific experiences that you really enjoyed with College Fit? So that like one favorite. So my favorite experience specifically with Sydney as the first College Fit mentee was just really getting our mentorship process down and learning from her as much as she learned from me. So I felt like in our mentorship, I was benefiting from hearing how her story was unique, her passions in high school were even very similar to mine. And And that being said, just for anyone listening who may be applying to college soon, you don't have to have some glamorous, amazing experience that stands out on your application. Some of the best essays, and I hear this directly from admissions officers at Tulane and from counselors that I knew throughout my journey, some of the best essays or applications just come from talking about what your family was like at dinner or maybe an experience you had with a friend in high school. So you don't have to have a sort of zinger or a sort of compelling tale. You're only 18. Um, and, And maybe you do have a really unique story and that should be told authentically as well. But I guess my point is really think about who you are and don't try to be someone other than that. But I think to answer your question, one of the most specific stories I have from Sydney and our mentorship process was just hearing how she's passionate about politics and political engagement for youth and voter turnout and started a lot of clubs and initiatives related to that. That was all very exciting for me, especially because I have similar interests. Um, So anyway, getting those down on paper was super exciting and really bolstered our entire mentorship process to where it is today. So my favorite part of uh, the mentorship process was talking with someone who shared my interests um, and who was pursuing similar things in their college experience, um, and also going line by line through my essays and activity section, um, as many drafts as it took and as many Zoom calls as it took to get it to a place where I felt like it was an honest representation of all of my experiences from high school. Uh, and it really showed me that the the process is intimidating, but it doesn't need to be over-edited or a really time-intensive endeavor. It just needs to be simply telling my story and making sure that that's as honest and as clear as possible. Um, and I felt like the relationship building and the, the shared interests and passions that Tara and I had really helped accomplish that. That's so great. I love that both of y'all are here talking together about it. Um, I think for me, one specific moment that I can pinpoint, at least from the mentorship process, is I was on my very first Skype call with my mentee, and he showed me the essay. I read through it, and I got down to the bottom, and my very STEM-oriented student that wanted to go to MIT that was writing his essay about his evolution and playing video games, which was great had put a poem at the bottom of his college admissions essay. And this poem, while cute, was not fitting with anything else. And I asked him, I was like, so if you were going to read this, do you think that this accurately reflects you as a person? And he was like, I've never really thought about it that way. I just wanted to make it sound nice. And I was like, ding, 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 like, that's it. That's what we're trying to work on. So I think that that particular moment of having a student realize like what they were actually trying to get to was really cool. I'll just say he uh, took the poem out and that was good. But just having him realize 
for himself, like internally, what admissions was looking for and like kind of what the goal of everything was, was really special for me. I believe that both of you have kind of already touched on this, but can you all identify any particular successes or goals that have been reached throughout the mentorship process? I think that the process really helped me to narrow down what was important to me. I think the college process brings a lot of students to the place where they're looking at everything they've done over the last four years. And that looks really intimidating and overwhelming. And how do you capture four years in one essay or one activity section? Really sitting down to distill that helped me to figure out what I was really passionate about and wanted to, to tell college admissions officers. And that's helped me even beyond the college admissions process, uh, thinking about what I want to be involved in in the future, um, just knowing that that's my most real story and most honest and has helped give me context for things to pursue in the future. I think that's great. I think the mentorship process definitely does give you skills for the admissions process and then beyond. For my mentee, his biggest goal and what we were really striving for was just making his application as a whole as well-rounded as possible because when we first started, it was very clear that he had some really, really high highs. And then he had some places that were seriously lacking. So for us, it was making that application match those highs. Like, so making that essay as good as that test score and making that essay and that voice be as authentic as his experiences in high school and his clubs and activities. So um, I think that we definitely made that happen. I mean, he got accepted to a lot of great schools and I think that's the goal too so my next question is for Sydney specifically so you've already started touching on this but how would you say that the college fit um, program and the mentorship program personally helped you I think it was great to talk with somebody honestly about their college experience and really hear about the highs and the lows of what that is going to be like um, me and it was really nice to hear from somebody who wasn't an adult um, like very removed from the college admissions process um, but a college student who had recently gone through it and Tara was really wonderful and honest about her experiences and kind of the ways that she had taken her high school experience and transferred that into a wonderful college experience and involvement and so it was just really fantastic to talk to a friend and a mentor who would answer any question that I had, honestly. That's great. I think that's one of the big um, benefits of our program is just that honesty and that realness that you get. And I think my final question is having gone through this process so recently, do you have any advice or anything you wish you would have known um, as far as starting the application process? In both essays and activity sections and the application as a whole, and also the decisions that you make in the end, no matter where you end up in college. Uh, don't be afraid to be yourself and make a decision that is really something that you're excited about because it's gonna be a decision that you live with for the next four years. And so I think that making a decision that's as true to yourself as possible is, is the most important. Thank you so much, Sydney. Kara, do you have any final words of wisdom? Maybe just like one piece of advice that you would say? Yeah, great question. So I would just say that before COVID affected higher education and the college application process, 
80% of families already thought that the college application process was unfair. Many students were already under-resourced. So what we're dealing with right now is a really complicated process and a lot of students justifiably feel super stressed and anxious. And I'll say while that is true, there's also a reason to be hopeful because I know that there are so many educators, organizations, and students who believe it's vital to have more historically underrepresented students attend college, seeing as college is a stepping stone to positions of power and influence in this country. And we certainly need more people of color and other traditionally underrepresented voices in those rooms. So certainly the path to college to a college degree is not equitable right now, but I'm hopeful that College Fit is making a ripple in that issue alongside many other people and organizations. So to sum it all down to one point, it would be to not overthink it and don't over-edit things because college is so important, as I've just mentioned and described, it's vital to society, um, but it also has no bearing on anyone's self-worth in the same way that it's important to make A's, but A's don't tell you how much you're worth as a person at all. And I think that sometimes those two things get conflated in our minds with how much pressure we put on college nowadays. So just take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. If you feel stuck or you feel stressed, reach out, ask for help. We're here to help. Um, and so are so many other people. I think if I had to offer one single piece of advice to anyone starting this process, is to not underestimate yourself. You know, I think a lot of people that I've talked to have been like, oh, I'm not going to apply to this place because I would never get in, or I'm not going to apply to this place because I heard it doesn't get very much aid, and I just, I don't know that that's going to be realistic for me, etc. So I would say just don't underestimate yourself. You never know what's going to happen. You might get in, you might not, but you know what, if you don't apply, you're definitely not going to. So just, you know, shoot for the stars and realize that like you, this is your only opportunity to take the chance. So really go for it. And with that, we'd like to thank Sydney so much for coming and being a part of this um, and sharing her experience as the very first mentee. And yeah, thanks, Sydney. Thanks so much. And with that, we're going to move into our last part and what we're always going to end our podcast with. And that is by answering questions that we're getting from current students. Our first question that I actually get asked so often is, what are supplemental essays? That is a great question. So supplemental essays are basically a way of adding to your application outside of your main narrative, which is your main Common App essay or whatever sort of application service you're using. You'll have a main essay, and then you might have two or three supplemental. So supplemental essays might come directly from the school. They might want to ask two or three extra questions, or they might be you filling out sort of the extra info section in your application. So they really can differ quite widely on what the topic of the supplemental essay is. But I would say that everyone in their application wants to put together a really nice story by pulling two or three different parts of themselves into the application. So my biggest piece of advice for supplemental essays is write about something that's different from your main essay that adds to the application and isn't redundant. Absolutely. Just how I've also answered um, to people is that you have this one opportunity to tell everyone who you are, and then you have an opportunity to tell a university who you are specifically. So I can say at least for Tulane, we applied or I applied through the Common App. So I had my Common App essay. It was one of the prompts. I answered it, spent lots of time on it. And then for Tulane, you have a Y Tulane essay. And I think that's pretty standard. For that, it's like, 
doing your research on that institution and writing something that really demonstrates why you would like to go to that institution. Why X school or any essays that ask the student to explain why they want to go to that institution, even if they say they're optional. They're not. Yeah. (laughs) Do not think of them as optional. They will benefit you greatly and your chances of getting into the school are going to rise exponentially if you just put a little bit of effort into answering that essay. In fact, I would say put a lot of effort in. Uh, And I will add to that one more time before we finish up that there's a reason that I call them supplemental essays and not optional essays because, again, they are not optional. If your school or university has an opportunity for you to say something else, take it. Spend time on it. On a completely different note, our second question is, with colleges offering optional testing with the COVID pandemic, should I still be worried about my test scores? And should I still be taking the ACT and SAT? Yeah, so right off the bat, the way I would answer that question is that if you have the opportunity and the resources to take the tests, I would go ahead and take them. However, if you do not have the opportunity or the resources or for a lot of different reasons, those tests just aren't available to you right now, really don't worry about it. That's the reason that admissions offices are making them optional for this year is they know that these are extremely extenuating circumstances, frankly, for everyone. The COVID pandemic affects everyone in society, some people in different ways than others. But I would say overall, don't sweat the test scores too much. There are so many components to the application. My advice has been to let the test scores at this point enhance your application. So whereas previously it's been required and it could add or subtract from your application, at this point, if you did take the test previously and you got a great score and you think that that'll really help, go ahead and let it help. But on the other side, if you only took it once, you don't have the opportunity to get the score that you want, don't let it pull you down since you do have this option, you know, make the most of it. I would just add that it's important to weigh other components of your application in coordination with your decision to take the tests or not. So basically what that means is that if you have a really high GPA and you feel like taking the test is adding a ton of stress to your life, maybe don't take the test or don't submit the score because your GPA is going to say a lot about you. Or you have AP test scores to submit or other supplemental tests you could submit. So just weigh the other parts of your application when you're thinking about the test scores. And our final question to wrap up this first episode is pretty specific to us. So what is your university doing for going back to school? And like I said, in this case, we're going to be talking specifically about Tulane University. Yeah, so Tulane has announced about a month ago, I believe, that they are going back in the fall. In other words, we'll have a combination of on-campus, in-person, and online class. Students can basically pick and choose which classes they want to take and decide for themselves which ones they want to take online and which ones they don't. Now, there's obviously a lot of other policies and procedures that Tulane's going to need to put in place that we haven't heard about yet. I do know that they are building temporary classrooms and that an entire dorm on campus will be used to house students who have COVID and quarantine students in that dorm. So there's definitely a lot of accommodations and adaptations that are taking place. I also know homecoming is going to be online as well as other large in-person events are going to be all transitioned to online. So Tulane's definitely taking a lot of measures and I have faith in our university. I would say as a whole, all universities are going to have to adapt in some pretty extreme ways to make this pandemic and education 
um, fit together and work for their students. At Tulane, students are typically required to live on campus their freshman and sophomore years, and that has not changed. So I, as a rising sophomore, unless I had um, a concern and a reason to be going remote, will still be asked to live on campus if I'd like to take classes on campus. I move in on the 14th and um, I'll be living on campus and taking some classes in person and some classes online. Oh, and also to answer this question, our university is starting classes a little bit early. We'll be starting on the 19th. We will have absolutely no breaks, no days off, no fall break until Thanksgiving. And then when we return home for Thanksgiving, we'll be doing our final exams online um, without returning back to school at all. Stay tuned for further episodes and discussions about what college is going to look like during coronavirus. We definitely want to cover this topic more in depth in later episodes. All right, so that concludes our very first episode of the College Fit Crash Course. If you would like to submit a question to be included at the end of an episode, you can go to our Instagram. It is your college fit and click on the highlight reel and submit a question. We'd love to answer them. Also at our Instagram, you can find um, the website to become a mentor or a mentee. And we just want to conclude by saying that this podcast is a work in progress. We're going to be evolving as we go along. We would like to be publishing some of the episodes on YouTube as well so that you can see our faces. And I think some of the things that we're planning on discussing, like Tara mentioned before, um, what college is going to be like um, because of the COVID-19 pandemic um, and how those changes are going to be happening. We're going to be doing some episodes specifically on the Common App, some maybe on college essays specifically, financial aid, and anything else that you guys would like us to talk about. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.